0: Hello, I'm Mariette Sneiman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others, with input from wellness professionals who sincerely wish to inform and assist. Today's topic is living a life of reverence. My guest is Belinda Brasnell, angel whisperer, animal communicator, author and regression therapist from Vanderbilt Park. Welcome, Belinda. I love having you on the show.
1: Hello, Marie. It's so nice to be back.
0: To our listeners, after our conversation, Belinda will give us her three best tips on raising wolf pups, and then it will be fun question time. Belinda, as I've mentioned in the introduction, you're an angel whisperer, amongst other things. Could you tell us how you came to communicate with angels?
1: Well, Marie, um, it's one of those things where you have a certain idea as to how your life will pan out. And where people say, you know, if you want to plan your life or if you want to allow God to laugh, it's just, you know, tell him about your plan. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, After school, I went to study engineering, although I really wanted to just be a writer and a poet, so the engineering didn't really gel with me, and I went into a space of very bad health, anxiety, and depression, and I had to leave that life behind, and for a whole while, I was just nothing, at home trying to survive with the anxiety and the depression. And it came to a point where I even thought that my two children would be better off without me, that I wasn't being the mother that they needed. And it didn't feel like prayer was helping anymore. So I actually gave God an ultimatum. And I said, you know, I really know two things. I know I want to be able to help myself, And I know I want to be able to help others. So either show me how or this is it. And again, you know, you can't predict how the reaction or the answer will come. So three months after that, my children and I got scarlet fever. And for those who don't know, it's very high fevers. You get blisters in your mouth. You actually don't know whether you're coming or going. So for a long time, I I didn't actually know whether it was day or night when this happened. But I think it was night because we were all in the bed together. We had a family bed with my daughter in a single bed next to our king-size bed. My son was still one year old, sleeping between me and my husband. I was still breastfeeding. And I remember that I experienced these beings in those feverish night situation, whatever you call it. And I remember seeing their names spelled above their heads like it was spelled out in light so that I needed to remember. And I knew which one was there for my husband, for my son, for my daughter, for me. And in that space of anxiety, I think you clutch onto anything that can help you. And I started talking to them and I started asking them for help and to help me to trust that my husband will be okay, my daughter at the school, she was three years old then. So I did this for a while without telling anybody. And then later on, as I expanded the communication, I realized that I was getting answers back. That's basically where it started. I just started exploring that the right people showed up, synchronicity happened, and the expansion happened. And from there, the angels have guided me how to change my life. My first book is all about that, how I changed my life with the help from depression, anxiety, to living a life of fulfillment.
0: Yes, it's a beautiful story, true story that never fails to amaze me. And the wonderful thing is that you're not only helping many others and teaching yoga and some other things, but you also became the author you so much wanted to be.
1: Yeah, isn't that amazing how your soul knows your path? Mm. That although, you know, we take detours, that you're always guided back to your own truth.
0: That is very comforting. Belinda, our topic is living a life of reverence. How would you define reverence?
1: Well, Mariette, if you can look in the dictionary, they define reverence as having respect for something or honouring something. And, you know, we can look at this from an earthly reality point of view and say, but I do respect life, I do respect everything around me, I respect other humans and animals, but the, the angels have a different way of looking at it. To them, reverence goes much deeper than that. It goes into your soul level and Into your frequency level. So what they've shown me in a meditation is that in between all of your organs and all of your cells there's always a space. Those spaces that's between everything that's your physical existence is a vibration, it's a frequency and they call that your subtle body And they explained to me reverence is where you allow your subtle body to connect to the subtle body of other beings and even objects around you.
0: Do animals and objects also have subtle bodies? Yes, because we
1: live in a 3D world, everything has a vibration. And everything responds to your vibration. Take, for instance, when we look at ghosts <laughs> on a different topic, but, you know, the energy can cling to a chair. Um, I often have to, when I have to clean the house from, from those kinds of energies, I always look at the energies that cling to old furniture. So everything has a vibration. And animals also has a subtle body, and you know we experience it when we are in their presence, and we experience each other's subtle bodies when we are in each other's presence. So the subtle bodies can also be shifted and changed. It can be very dense if you aren't very aware and living mindfully, and it can be much lighter. And vibrating with joy and peace when you do live a life of mindfulness.
0: Thank you for the explanation. I'd like to know who and what it is that we have to respect.
1: Well, you know, because we live in a physical world where everything around us is created, it's manifest. We often just see it as objects. We even start seeing trees and plants as objects, but life is a very delicate energy field. Life is something that is energetically there to support us, and it supports us through nature, through the animals, and like I say, even the objects. So we actually need to have reverence for everything that is part of our lives. In a way, it's a form of gratitude to honor that which is around you, but not just on a mind level where you say, I have gratitude for what I have, but really on an experience level, a deeper level of consciousness.
0: Which three questions, Belinda, can we ask ourselves to help us experience more reverence?
1: So the angels give me questions that we can work with to ask ourselves. And this isn't something that you have to answer immediately because the immediate response will be the reality response, how you see things now. But it's questions that you need to ponder and that you need to think through and approach throughout your life and maybe the coming week to just realize how this has deeper meaning. So the first question is, do I experience life as something to honor? The second question is, do I live in reverence of all life and nature? And the third question is, do I have reverence for my own body?
0: These questions go deep, don't they? Yes, they do. Let's look at each of these questions in detail. The first one is Do I experience life as something to honor?
1: So, this to me is almost the, the most important one or the one to start with. Because when we are born into this reality, You know, often as children, we still have reverence for the beauty around us because everything is being supplied to us. We have all our needs met, so we can sit and watch a butterfly or a flower or the ants. But, you know, as you grow up, life becomes a survival game. You have to prove yourself. You have to work hard. You have to be noticed especially in our modern age where there's so much social media and TikTok and everything, it's like you just have to keep up. You just have to do more to be noticed or to make people aware that in this eight billion humans, you also have a space to occupy and that you are also important. And we often lose our soul journey in that rat race. So, The angels guide us to look at life in a different way. Like I say, you know, it's this web of life. I often refer to Star Wars where they talk about the force because life is a force field and you influence that force field and the force field influences you. So we need to look at how do we honor life as a creative energy that facilitates our journey, that facilitates our experience and that it's not something to fight against or something to overcome or survive, but that it's something that gives us the ingredients to create, to have happiness, to have joy. And how do we interact and respect that energy?
0: That is a beautiful description and Very encouraging, I think, looking at it in that way. Now, the second question is, do I live in reverence of all life and nature?
1: So, when we speak about all life, it's not just the life force or the life energy. It is everything that has manifested in a living body, and not even a living body, because life is also, you know, in the trees, in the rocks. And like I say, even in, in objects. So life vibrates through everything. We can also see it as that which connects objects, people and things, the way between objects and living things. So... To have reverence for all life, for nature, for trees, for animals, again going down to cell level, the vibration, because our subtle body doesn't only influence that which is around us, it influences our very cells. It is affected by what we think, what we do, what we create, what we choose, what we eat, how we believe, how we leave all beliefs and systems behind. And then to have reverence for these things means that you approach it from the best possible high-frequency energy that you can create within yourself and then to interact with it. Because we actually share cells with everything that we connect with. So I'm now actually sitting on a carpet here between my wolves at a coffee table with a couch behind me. So I'm actually sharing cells with the carpet, with the floor, with the table, with the couch, with my wolves around me. Everything is energy, but that which you connect with is sharing cells. So that is why people get to know their own animals so well, because you're actually sharing energy and cells with your own animals when you spend a lot of time with them close by or on your lap. So you get a deeper understanding of who they are. You almost start to understand their personality and their soul. It's not almost, we actually do. (laughs) So, but... To have that reverence means to approach these things with humility, peace, and purity. And that you can only do when you also have that reverence for yourself. It almost brings us to the, the next questions of respectful and reverence for the body. But on the second question I still want to say, you know, it's also about how we share That energy and cells with the elements, with water, with with air, with fire, with earth, because we share cells. So everything that you touch and you share yourselves with, you leave something behind of who you are and the space that you are in and where your energy body is at. And that also becomes your legacy. It's how you touch the earth. It's how you touch life. It's how you share life with animals and things and other people. And then the third question, reverence for the body, goes really, really deep. Because, again, on reality level, on a more superficial level, we can look in the mirror and say, I'm okay with myself, I've made peace with myself. But how do you interact with yourself? How do you interact with your physical body, your cells, your organs? Do you respect each and every organ, bone, muscle, every part of yourself as part of your life's journey and that which is created for you to have this experience? And the more you honor it and rejoice in it, the more you have reverence for it, the greater it can facilitate a joyful and peaceful journey for your soul. Does
0: that make sense? It certainly does. I'm struck by what you're saying about sharing our energy and ourselves with everything we come into contact with because I don't often tend to think about it that way. So we also have a responsibility, don't we, towards the legacy, as you call it, that we leave behind.
1: Yes, you know, think of it as a loving touch, or as they say, out of everything that you can be, be kind, because that's the energy that you build up around you, that's the energy that you carry with you in your energy field in your aura in your subtle body and you know when we pass away we leave that energy behind with our bodies and that is your legacy that's the way that you have touched and created and helped to share and change the the greater consciousness So it's, again, that thing about be the change that you want to see in the world. We react so often from anger, you know, and judgment, but that's not what you want to experience. That's not your authentic self. And this might all sound airy-fairy, you know, (laughs) like we want to be gypsies and just live this life of, Harmony and all of that, but it has true meaning. In the end, when you lie on your deathbed and you're ready to pass over, there's only one thing that helps you to pass over in complete joy and fulfillment, and that is all about what you left behind in the consciousness.
0: Yeah, and then we get back to another concept which is often seen as very vague, and that is the concept of love.
1: Yes, and you know, if there's anything that we can describe or word that we can use for our authentic soul self, it is love. Because in the end, we are just channels of divine love. We are channels of how we experience God or however you define it or whatever word you use for it. But... You know, that which we come from and that which we will return to, how do we bring it into this earthly existence? There are people, you know, that think we can trash everything as we go because everything is forgiven after. And of course, you know, I truly believe we are forgiven, but it doesn't mean mean that you don't have to take responsibility. I've recently started working with rhinos that have survived poaching. And, you know, I don't really believe in true evil, but if you go into that selfishness, that's connected to taking something by force, leaving pain behind, leaving something still alive, to die in pain and agony, that is your legacy that you leave behind, and you influence the world with that. And then again, just, you know, on a daily basis for us, anger, anger in the traffic, (laughs) losing it towards your kids or other people, it becomes a habit, it becomes a selfish thing that we say we are entitled to because we need to protect ourselves. And especially in South Africa, where we feel so unprotected most of the time, you know, it becomes a way of self-defense to be in anger and in fighting mode all the time. But in the end, it just takes away your joy, your fulfillment, and to become complete, authentic being that you are.
0: You've touched on the subtle bodies and the central role that they play. Are there practical things we can do to strengthen our subtle bodies? Because I'm sure if we can strengthen them, then we can experience more reverence. Yes, no, there is.
1: And, you know, this is where it actually needs to become a way of life. Through all the ages and within all the wisdom teachings, they all promote love, self-awareness, and living in mindfulness, being present within yourself and what you create, the choices you make. So what you can do is to make it a way of life to live in mindfulness, to be aware of how you act, how you react. And of course, this goes hand in hand with self-love. If we are hard on ourselves and we have too high expectations of ourselves, we don't share love with others because we don't have enough love for ourselves. So this is something that angels always remind my clients about how do you practice self-love because that is step one that is the foundation how do you take time for you how do you take time to invite joy and fulfillment and just relax and be present and then you know the becoming aware so daily practices will include things like just taking time to be still if you do meditate meditate or try that, but even if you just go and work in the garden or play with your animals or go for a walk and not overthink, be present, be aware of the tree that you are passing, be aware of the mushroom popping out between the grass, be aware of the bird flying past. That is mindfulness and those are all things where you put in positive energy into your subtle body and where you become lighter. And then, of course, what is very important is what do we, I put into my body? What kind of food do I eat? What kind of thoughts do I entertain? How do I let my emotions or allow my emotions to flow rather than suppress? And then, again, very important. How much time do I spend on my spiritual needs in connection to a higher power? And I'm not just talking about prayer. I'm talking about a conversation, an actual experience. And for that, you need to be a bit more selfish. Take a bit of time alone. Say that you are important and that this is part of self-love and nurturing to get to know who you are as an authentic being. And all of that will help you to strengthen the subtle body and the energy with which you approach life and honor other living beings and everything that you share cells and energy with. Thank
0: you, Belinda. quick note on what I do and why I do it. I'm a content entrepreneur creating podcasts and articles for my own platform and for various magazines and digital platforms. My weekly podcast episodes and the articles on my website focus on emotional health, parenting, love relationships and the life challenges we all face. Each episode and article features a therapist, coach or other wellness professional, so you can get to know them and find an expert who will resonate with you should you need one. After all, online therapy and coaching means we can connect across continents. I love the fact that my website has had visitors from 100 countries and that I've featured 90 plus experts so far. Don't forget the up-close-and-personal articles on my website, which offer you a peek at the person behind the expert. If you're a wellness expert who'd like to be featured on my platform, just click on services on my website and then send me an email. Now, back to my guest. Do you have a final word on reverence?
1: For me, since the angels brought this to my attention, because I do a Thursday evening online teaching every week, and every week I wait for the angels to give me the topic, and then, of course, they first share the wisdom with me. And I always learn something new before I share it with other people. So when they brought this topic to me, it has just given me so much to think about and taken me into awe again of how we experience nature, that it's not just something that is around us, but that it's part of your physical being. And I actually received wisdom from one of my wolves that I've shared on social media in my wolf that has passed. And the one day he said to me, drink the trees. And I said to him, drink the trees, enjoy the trees, or notice the trees. He said, no, drink the trees. And, you know, that to me is the reverence that you see that that tree wants to share life with you. That tree wants you to drink in its energy, to be uplifted, to notice the green and what the green does for your eyes and your senses, and the touching of the leaves, what it does for your skin and the feeling it gives you, and the smells. You know, we need to be interactive beings because we are interactive beings. But we have not been diving into that. We are so superficial. And then we wonder why life doesn't make sense. So reverence to me is, you know, dive into life. Be one with it. And, and receive that
0: joy. Thank you. Where can listeners learn more about your work? They can always join
1: me on Facebook. Um, if they just type in my name, Belinda Brasnell. Um, yeah, you can befriend me and you can join my group is Walking with Angels. And I've got a page, Angelic Medium Belinda Brasnell, where I share my daily inspirations that the angels share with me and all my workshops and My spiritual tours and retreats. And also, my website is just belindabrasnell.co.z.
0: And that's also where your books and your packs of cards can be found.
1: Yes, everything is on there.
0: I'll attach the link to your website, to the podcast, and also a link to the podcast you and I have done on how to attract spiritual abundance because it dovetails with this one. There you speak about practical ways to support our aura.
1: Yes. Yeah, so your aura and your subtle body aren't the same thing, but they do influence each other. They do interact with each other. So they are just slightly on a different frequency
0: level. Thank you, that I didn't know. Now, I've been looking forward to your three tips on raising wolf pups. You'll first have to tell us about your wolves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I must tell you, um, these little ones are making me feel old (laughs) (laughs) because they have so much energy. But, you know, I truly believe that wolves aren't pets. I believe that no wild animal is meant to be a pet but through my animal communication over the years lots of animals that have incarnated into well we call it captivity but I'm sure my little pup that's lying on the couch here doesn't see this as captivity Um, but they all have the same message we need to find a new way of being together Need to find a new way of living together on this earth because you know there's just no room for them anymore, and we have to find a new way of controlling the population because with 8 billion people on this planet now, the space for wild animals is just getting less and less. So we need to go into a deeper understanding of who they are and I feel that's why the wolves showed up for me, is to teach me how to be with them and respect them for still
0: being wolves. Belinda, this isn't the first time that you've had wolf pups in your home.
1: No. Um, I got my other wolves, the first one, Odin, I received as a gift from a client of whom with whose animals I've been doing animal communication for years before, he's got a wildlife farm. And after that, every year for four years, (laughs) I received a new puppy as a gift until I had my own pack. So every puppy, every wolf has taught me something. But when Odin passed over, his soul came to me and said that he's ready to reincarnate back into a puppy. So I allowed myself to open up to having one more. But on the day that I went, Olga just came in and she introduced herself as Olga and, well, there I went because she chose me. I truly believe animals choose you, not the other way around. Mm. <laughs> so I came home with two, which wasn't expected, and it, it does have its challenges. So the tips I want to give, although I hope that all people leave raising wolf pups to the professionals, the first one is, of course, to have reverence for them, to respect them as wolves. For me, that is very important. And we can remember that with all animals. You no know, people phone me for animal communication, wanting to know why the dogs are digging holes in their garden. I'm like, well, you know, they're dogs. And <laughs> that's why I say about wolves as well, I can either have a beautiful garden or I can have wolves. Mm. So it's it's that respect. And that brings me to the second point is the understanding that they will act out their nature. They can't be what you want them to be. We can't bend them to our will to fit into our lives in the way that we want them to fit in. They are not a commodity. They are a presence, to be honored. And then the third one is, you know, patience and lots and lots of energy (laughs) because these two are so, so naughty together and Shane, when poor Olga was in the hospital for a week, I actually had time to teach Odin because when they are together, you can't teach them properly because you're teaching the one and the other one's biting his ear <laughs> or, or off chasing a cat or something. And I teach all my wolves and cats to respect each other and to honour each other and live together in harmony. But... um Yeah, I've truly found that I needed to dig deeper into my reserves, my patience and in how to honour them for, you know, still being who they need to be.
0: I think you must please send me a photograph of of your two pups, Odin and Olga, so we can include them in the podcast notes. Definitely, I shall do that. Thank you. Are you ready for your fun question? Oh, yes. Mm. Now, as always, we enter the realm of the imagination, so you needn't be practical when answering your question. Belinda, you have the most beautiful long grey hair. (laughs) My question is, if you were the fairy tale princess Rapunzel, high up in your tower, and you let down your hair, Which person or creature would you like to climb up to come and keep you company?
1: Oh my goodness, I will never be satisfied with one person or creature. (laughs) So I think I just love to be surrounded by all animals. Of course, uh, my husband and my kids are very close to my heart but I think I'll just leave my hair out there. If it's long enough, I can still move about the room and the rest can hang down and any creature that wants to climb up can climb up.
0: (laughs) Well, I love that abundant answer of yours.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I always think out of the box.
0: Mm. Thank you, Belinda, for sharing your deep wisdom with us. And I must say that when you talk about reverence, it just makes me go quiet inside, which I think which I think is the gift of reverence
1: Thank you and thank you for honoring me with this space to share the
0: angel's wisdom yeah it's a privilege to our listeners. it was good of you to join us i'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to this podcast series and rate it where you download your podcasts. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. Visit my website www.mariettsneiman.co.za for this episode's show notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love relationships, parenting, life's challenges, and emotional health. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariettsneiman Journalist. Calm, Clear, and Helpful is compiled, hosted, and edited by me, and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneiman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.00.